He can sing. He can dance. He has the energy to stay up all night. Co-host Diego here. And if you want to know what I'm talking about, Willis, Willis Lord of DeVore, of course. If you want to have the same energy and endurance like he has, get some rogue energy. Go to the DiegoDeVoreShow.com or UCWForever.com and click on that rogue energy banner. Or you can even go to their website, RogueEnergy.com. Pick out one or several of their amazing flavors. And at the checkout, please enter the promo code Diego and Divorce Show. That's Diego Shift 7, Divorce Show. Diego and Divorce Show and receive 10% off your total order today. All my friends, they says, hey, what are you listening to over there? And they say, hey, I'm over here now, listening to the Diego and Devore Show. You hear? I hear. Oh! Pro wrestling, paranormal, and all things entertainment. From parts unknown, way unknown, here they are, Lord Everett Devore and co-host Diego. They are the Diego and DeVore Show. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Diego and DeVore Show. The Lordship himself, Lord DeVore, is extending his vacation. And as always, he wishes all the listeners of the Diego and DeVore Show champagne wishes and caviar dreams. On this episode of the Diego and DeVore Show, we dive into the world of a hitman. Special agents, politicians, the mob, assassins, everything that scares me in this thrilling action series of Clifford D. and Clifford's War. Award-winning author Jay Dennison Reed pulls you into the world of Clifford's War, and his books are available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Please welcome to the Diego and Divorce Show, Jay Dennison Reed, Mr. Reed, Jim. Welcome to the Diego and Divorce Show. Hey, how's it going? Uh, Thank you for I, having me. Sure, man. You know, and I know. Um, we were talking earlier before the show that we've been kind of playing phone tag and hey, when you're coming on, maybe next week, maybe next month, but I appreciate um, you taking the time to be on the Diego and Divorce show. And I know we were going to try to have you on last week, but you had a book signing and uh, how did that go? Uh, it went really well. There was a couple people there. Um, it was at a, at, a, at a coffee shop or coffee slash bar uh, here in Ashburn, Virginia. Yeah, they. it, it was great. You know, I, I, a place is called Blend. If you're over in Ashburn and you and you want to get a, your, either a coffee or a beer or a glass of wine, go to Blend. Offer the perfect combination of everything Northern Virginia's love. That's right. <laughs> so before we continue, you know, let me first congratulate you. I talked about award-winning author uh, because the Bluegrass Battleground One Online Book Club Mystery Crime Thriller Horror Book of the Year of 2021. And I know we're going to get into that later in the show, but real quick, were you expecting the series to gain this much attention? Uh, honestly, no. Um, I the the, fir- the first book, yes, it won, won an award in the uh, online book club. It was a fan-voted uh, uh, award. I was actually thrilled that so many people rallied around and voted and and got that book awarded uh it was it's just been such a a great journey really uh with this first book well, yeah a couple after a few people read it they asked is there gonna be a second one and that's kind of when i thought you know what this is this needs to be a series i continued on and started writing the second one a little over a year ago and got it released relatively quickly so yeah it's, it's been it's been a journey I mean, that's a good sign immediately after reading your first book. Is there going to be a second one? Now, because you said it was up to the, the readers, a vote. Where was the vote held at? Was this an online from a certain website that's, that knows about these types of books? Or how did that come about? Yeah, it's uh, actually online book club. It's its own website. Um, and 
they, you know, they do reviews, they do um, contests, they do a whole bunch of stuff there. And um, it's like one of the, one of the biggest book clubs uh, online right now. So yeah, it was the, the people of the online book club voted for it and got it uh, recognized. So it was kind of nice. Yeah. And, you know, I understand and I'm not as creative as, as you are in these aspects that, you know, writing a book is not an easy thing for many reasons. One is time, subjects, and how far your imagination can take it. So with, with all that I mentioned earlier, because we're talking about a world of a hitman, we're talking about special agents, politicians, the mob, assassins, um, action adventure, it's got everything you need in, in a book like that. What's the source material that helped you create the world of Clifford D? And two is, who is Clifford D? Wow, those are some great questions. Yeah, the, the first book, if you look on the back of it, there's a church. It's called the, the uh, Fleetwood Church. It's actually in Culpeper, Virginia. Um, the, the book takes, takes place in Kentucky, though. The Fleetwood Church is uh, like an you know, old abandoned church that's being restored in, in, um, in Virginia. And it's actually, I believe, haunted. I think it was on a TV show. Then it talked about it, it being haunted or you know, something like that. Anyway, I was uh, I was on a job and I was driving down the street and I saw this church and I was like, wow, this is a really cool church. And I took a picture of it. So the picture on the back of the book is a picture that I, I actually personally took myself. Uh, it's a little, little Photoshop to make it a little more ominous, but um, that picture kind of like sparked an idea in my mind um, after I looked at it uh, later. I said, you know, what if I was there when somebody was you know, being trapped in the church and I'm just outside taking pictures of it, you know, and I'm, I'm totally oblivious of peril going on inside. And it kind of sparked like what I call it, like a mental butterfly, you know, and it was like, oh, okay, this is kind of neat. This is kind of never expected it to be like a full fledged book. And when I first started it, I kind of wanted it to be like a horror type. But as the story grew, it was less horror, more action comedy more you know like a more fun book it, the, the first book kind of like i hate using this the, the saying it wrote itself because no books do that you know <laughs> the author has to write the book but it kind of took its own persona i guess you would say so as i'm writing and i'm going no let's change it let's go this direction okay yep this is more fun okay you know what not let's do it this way and it just kind of became a better book in my opinion than, than a straight horror type so the first scene is actually like the first thing that i wrote in the book it's clifford um you know he found himself tied down on like a little altar basically waiting for his death and and that was like the first original thought of the book, the one that like, the little butterfly thought butterfly that got sparked in my head from looking at the picture. So yeah, it's just it's it's not easy, but it's so much fun. It's like putting a puzzle piece, you know, puzzles together. So and with that, so how did you know once you typed the first few words? You said it wrote, the book almost wrote itself, but I know that with me, I love perfection. I like I rewrite or I redub or I re-edit. How much of that did it go on? Or is this like almost like a flawless thing? Like you knew the character so well that it, oh, the no. pages just jumped out. No, no, no. It's never like that. It's never like that. There's always rewrites and there's always rewrites to the rewrites. And um, I, I can't. I can't give you a number. I mean, there's so many times I've gone back. I've there's I've deleted chapters and rewritten chapters wow. because I wanted to go in different directions. Um, there was there was one time where I, I wrote in the, in the book. There's a there's a scene where he goes to a hotel trying to locate someone, and I wrote this unquestionable. 
I thought it was genius at the time. Maybe I had a little bit too much bourbon in me. I don't know. <laughs> but but um, I gave it to my wife to read, and she's reading this, and she's like, how drunk were you when you wrote this? <laughs> and I said, what do you mean? She's like, have you read it yet? And I went, no. Because I, I can tell you, a lot of times you can write and write and write, and you you know, when you think you've written something nice and you go back and read it and it's crap. It's it's just, you can't use it. That's what this was. I went back and I read it and I'm like, he's going upstairs, then he's going downstairs. He, he turned a corner, then he came back. Why is he doing this? And she's like, I don't know. She's like, you wrote this. <laughs> so we got rid of all of that and we made it so simple. And it was like the idea was just like right there, you know, in the forefront of your mind. And it was too simple to say, no, it has to be something more complicated. No, it doesn't. Just make it as simple as possible. People will figure it out in their minds how it was done. You know what I mean? So it just, it became such a simple thing, a simple fix. I get it. As far as the too much bourbon, you know, and going <laughs> off topic, but during the birth of the, of the podcast, there are times where I thought I was reading an introduction. Who knows how it turned out? I had to re re-record them because, you know, with the bourbon, I'm, I'm a sangria guy. Sometimes I get a little out of hand. That's another story for another day. Now, now I'll say this about the books. Last week, somebody you and I know told me that they read the first book, but I think they read it all in, in one night because they were that really into that book. Wow. And I promise not to say whose name it was, but you, you know that person very well. So, which leads me to to this question: When somebody's so into a, a book or a movie or anything, the genre of the books and the characters and everything in here, what is your favorite genre? I mean, with the books or movies, and how much of that influence your writing style or more of um to finally take that step to write the book oh yeah favorite genre i mean i'd have to go with it's a it's a tie between action and comedy and horror really I, i'm a big horror buff um I'm, my wife doesn't like horror so i don't get to watch it very often so it's like a special treat <laughs> when the, i guess the influencing would be more comedy and 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 action um, and I think that's why, you know, when I first started writing the book, I was like, this is great, but this is not what I kind of, this is not what I want. And I kind of gravitated it towards a more action book than a, than a horror book. And that's kind of how that progressed. Oh, I'm sorry. What was the question again? I kind no, of no, got that's fine. So, so what I was getting into is, so let's say with, with me, I'm a big coast to coast AM and George Norrie fan. I'm, uh, I like Clyde Lewis ground zero in, in their radio shows. So if you were to say I'm a, oh, okay. you know, I'm a fan of Stephen King or a fan of Patricia Cornwell, something along those lines. Oh yeah. Oh, for, for sure. I mean, yeah. Patricia Cornwell, Stephen King, you know, great authors. There, I mean, there's just, there's so many influences out there, even with like TV shows and, and, and what, whatnot. There's just so much content out there where, where, you know, you see things and you're just like, oh man, I can, it's kind of like, you know, I, I can riff off of that. I can, I can change that. I can make that, you know, make that mine and you, know, you get all these different you know cool ideas and stuff but it's the content's everywhere and uh you know i've, I've read some some chapters of like you know david baldacci he's local here in virginia you know another great author and you get like oh this is this is a great scene i like this scene it's like what happens if it's a little bit different and it changes this and then you kind of start making your own thing so it's just it's there's just so much to be influenced by these days and and uh yeah there's just a lot of stuff you can do with the, with the content that's out there yeah and i see because a lot of the characters in the book is because you have you have mafia you have a u.s senator mm -hmm. fbi you put it all in one package and it sounds 
very exciting. Those characters, how did um, you choose those characters to put in the book? Because it's there's so much in there. How did you keep track of where all the pieces go? Oh, like, like I said before, it's like a puzzle, man. The characters, they're all a little bit different. Some some of the characters are actually real people. For instance, James Bailey is is uh, based upon a friend of mine named Josh Bailey. He's His his name is used and his physical persona. His, he's, he is a black male in a wheelchair. And um, he's a, a friend of mine. We got to talk and I asked him if I could use his, inf- you know, use his likeness and, and his name. And he was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, I, I sent him a copy of the book and, and you know, told him what I was doing. Um, another person that's that's named in the book that is likeness or, you know, you know persona of likeness and, and, and name is Marlon. As a friend of my wife that went to they went to high school together and we sat down and we talked. We kind of you know, riffed. He's a a former, or he's a Marine. I asked him if he could be in the book. I wanted to use his 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 persona and his his name, and he was like, "Yeah, totally." I mean, what you read is what you get with Marlon, and he's he's a he's a great character. He's a great guy, but uh, he's even a, he's embellished slightly, but he's just you know just as you read him. So um, there's a lot of real people in this book, and a lot of people that I've you know used in the books. I've I've you know taken personas from friends, people I know. I've kind of mashed people together to make a different type of person. But um yeah the, the people to to me are absolutely real. And I think that's why people are drawn to it because they're reading this as they're reading real people and that's because they are real people. That kind of brings me to what you said earlier that you know source material in the in that church you talked about and then real life people it kind of almost not that the story wrote itself but it's some of your best source material are people in real life. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's a beautiful thing, because I think that, I don't know, I think it makes it more fun to write instead of just, just trying to make something up out of midair. Yeah, exactly. It does. It kind of does make it more fun to write, because you get to, you know, put them in situations, and you're like, ah, oh, you know, this would, he would totally hate this situation he's in, so I'm going to make it, make him do this, and make him do that, and he's, you know, and then, and then you, you tell him about it, and they're like, oh, man, you're an asshole, you know? Right. <laughs> So why'd you make me do that in the book? And I was like, oh, come on, it's fun, it's fun. Like, yeah, okay, it's fun. You know, stuff like that, you know. So uh, the character, this is kind of funny. The character Daniel is named after a friend of mine. In the second book, uh, I don't want to give too much away, but there's a, he gets into a um, a predicament. And and then, uh, and <laughs> you know, when he, I asked him to read the book, and when he, when he read the book, he called me, and he's like, he's like, you know, you're a jerk, you know that, right? <laughs> Just the feedback. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it, it was good. It was fun. No, and, and I know, well, now with um, two books under your belt, and the natural question is going to be, how do you feel about a third? Oh, I feel absolutely great about a third. Kind of taking writing a writing hiatus for the holidays right now. My wife does her own candle business. It's called Reads in the Valley. You know, between October through December is a really busy period, and we're both really busy with with that business, getting you know orders out and getting things geared up for the holidays and that kind of thing. But the the candle company is called Reads in the Valley. If you like candles, we make the best, guarantee you. But uh, but yeah, so I, I kind of take a hiatus in the fall and winter just to gear up for for that business, get that ready for the holidays, and then back you know January through you know whenever I finish is when I'm going to work on the third book. But yeah, there's definitely going to be a third book. Awesome, man. I know. Uh, let's go back to the candle thing. So for the listeners of the Diego and Divorce show that love candles, I know I do. Um, how do we find out more about how to purchase them? Where do we go? Oh, you can go to, to uh, readsinthevalley.com. We have a website. Uh, we have you know Facebook, Instagram. So you can we have all our links on online on our website. 
readsinthevalley.com. And um, yeah, we have over 60 fragrances. We even do wax melts and we have like a wax melt sample bag that we're, we just started this season. Yeah, if you like candles, if you like things that smell good, check it out. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Awesome. No, I definitely look forward to ordering a few. So before we go, and I know we're going to talk about your social media. I know the book is available on Amazon. You can download that into Kindle. You can also get a physical copy. You can go to Barnes & Noble. Let's talk about the main character of your books, Clifford D. If you were to take a definition of that character, Clifford D. Who Clifford D. Um, he's like a grumpy Boy Scout, I guess you would say. He he wants to do what's right, but he I guess can be perceived as an antihero as well, because uh, I mean he, he wants to do what's right, and and um, in the in the first book. It doesn't seem like that's the case because he, he's essentially an assassin. He's taking out two serial killers, and uh, he's or hired to take out two serial killers. But um, later, you find out that uh, that was a role that he was placed into by the mafia, and it's not like you can say no to the mafia. But also, he had no problems taking these guys out because these were some really bad dudes. So he was okay with that. But you, re- you you come to find out that he's more of a moral type person that kind of wants to do the right thing and do right by people. So he's actually a really good guy. Yeah. Well, well former Army Ranger. You should have mentioned he was military. I'm sorry. He was former Army Ranger. Um, yeah, disabled veteran. So uh, that's another uh, character trait for him as well. For the listeners of the show here on the Diego and Divorce show, and I know we talked about Amazon and Barnes and Noble. How else can they find out more about your series? Yeah, I have I have uh, information on my website at jdennisonreed.com, so I can go there and, and um, you know peruse. I also have like a, a blog. Sometimes I put like you know little updates, you know contests that it's been in. Um, some sometimes I'll write some poetry or whatever and put it on there just to kind of keep the bloggers entertained, you know. <laughs> But um, yeah, jdennisonreed.com. You can find out more information from about the, what's going on and, and where I am in the process. I try to keep people as updated as possible. Excellent. I'll definitely put that information on our Facebook and Twitter once we post up this episode. Uh, Jim, I know you're a busy guy and you're always doing something. I, we appreciate here at the Jago Divorce Show for taking the time to come on the show. And when that third one comes around, if possible, please come back to the Diego and Divorce Show and let's really take a deep dive into that third book when it happens. Yeah, definitely. That would be great. That would be great. Yeah, because I, I have a lot of good ideas floating around for the third book, and it's, I think that one that one's going to be very exciting. So Awesome. All right. We'd like to be the first ones to have you on immediately after you have that book release, right? Sounds good. Sounds good. I'll keep you informed. Awesome. Make it so. Thanks again, Jim, for being on the Diego and Divorce Show. Listeners, Lord DeVore will return soon. Once he's back from vacation, we invite you to go to the DiegoAndDivorceShow.com and UCWForever.com for all your Diego and Divorce Show news and Ultimate Championship Wrestling news. And as the Lord says in his trademark and copyright phrase that he invented, actually, and I actually owe him a lot of money for saying this at the end of every show, he always says, stay safe. The Diego and Divorce Show. Every week, co-host Diego and Lord DeVore talk about pro wrestling, paranormal, entertainment, and beyond. Catch them on anchor.fm slash Diego dash Show. Spotify, Good Pods, Google Podcasts, or your favorite listening platform. Learn more at facebook.com slash Diego and Divorce Show or on Twitter at Diego and Divorce. It's not just a podcast. They are the Diego and Divorce Show.